Welcome to Suburban Warrior, the podcast that will impact, inspire, and empower you to transform your mindset and become the badass warrior that you are. I'm your host and fellow warrior, Chrissy Pfeiffer, former clinician and corporate marketing exec turns multi-passionate entrepreneur, performance and life coach, and mom to four not-so-little warriors. Each week, I will bring you honest conversations with inspiring guests to share their stories of resilience, optimism, success, and simple yet effective strategies so that you transform your thoughts and change your behavior to get the results you want in your life. You will be empowered to take action, warrior up, and believe in you. Let's do this. What's up, warriors? Welcome back to another episode of the Suburban Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Chrissy Pfeiffer. And guess what? We are going to have some fun today. My guest is going to share an amazing story with you about this wonderful, fantastic lifestyle brand that she has created. And let me tell you, it is going to be fun. This is a great conversation. So stick around and let's get right into it. Let me introduce to you Stephanie Rado Taramina. She is the founder, designer, and CEO of the lifestyle brand, Have Some Fun Today. As a fine art artist and interior designer who began her career in fashion over 30 years ago, her creativity and artistic vision has always been at the heart of her work and art. It was that same creative spirit that deeply moved and inspired her after losing her beloved father in 2014. Stephanie has a BA in communications and business from the Penn State University. She then continued on to Parsons School of Design, where she earned a BFA in fashion design and went to work on 7th Avenue for several years before starting her own soft furnishing and loungewear brand called Rado LTD, where she sold her pieces to high-end stores across North America, like ABC Carpet and Home, Gumps, and Portico. From there, she began another successful design business as principal in her own design firm called Stephanie Rado Taramina Interiors and Art LLC, which she created interiors and fine art for residential and commercial spaces all over the country until she switched gears and founded Have Some Fun Today. Stephanie founded Have Some Fun Today to share her passion for finding the joy in life. She started with a t-shirt and a tote bag, and those four words her father always said, and has since created a brand, a mindset, and a philosophy that connects with her customers. It's the beauty of that connection with people that inspires her to keep sharing the message. Welcome to the podcast, Stephanie. It's so great to have you. Thank you, Chrissy. I'm really happy to be here. Me too, because I I have seen your brand personally, and I I love the look of it. I think it's so fun, so energetic, so stylish, but I love even more the message behind it. So I'm excited for my listeners to learn more about you, the story behind the brand, and learn more about this amazing lifestyle company that you've created. So let's get right into it. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit? I mean, I read through your bio. We have your background, but tell us a little bit about what really prompted you to start this lifestyle brand. Well, I would say, um, first of all, I'm going to say hi to everybody out there. Um, it's a pleasure to meet all of you. And I'm really excited to share why I started the brand and really what we hope to do with it and um, how we hope to connect 
people, you know, just humans, everyday humans with something as simple as a t-shirt. So to back up, um, yes, I did. Uh, I've always been an artist. I always knew I was going to be a designer. I didn't know if it was going to be interiors or it was going to be fashion. But I, even as a young girl, I would fill sketchbooks with all kinds of drawings of clothing and shoes and uh, like interior, you know, spaces. But when it got time to go to college, I chickened out and I went to Penn State and thought I was going to be a lawyer initially. And a little bit into that, I was like, no, 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 not this isn't going to be good. So I switched over to advertising because it was kind of like still creative, still artsy, but had like some business still attached to it. So I went through that for a while. And then one day um, I heard about these programs in France and you could be an au pair for the summer. So I did that. I, I ended up going over to France my, my junior summer. And it was kind of there being away from, you know, anyone who spoke English, basically, and my friends and what everybody was doing. You know, I think when you're around people, you kind of like give in to what the crowd is doing, especially at that age, for the most part. And so being alone and being in a place where nobody spoke my, my language, I had a chance as an 18-year-old girl to really think for myself. And what I came up with was that I wanted to become a designer. I didn't care that it was looked down upon to go into the arts if you were a kid who did well in school. So I, I came back from that experience and I presented it to my parents and um, they, they gave me the green light, even though they had four more kids younger than me. And you know what it's like putting one kid through college, let alone letting a kid go through it twice and in New York City. So when I got to the, the chance to go to Parsons for fashion after I graduated from Penn State, um, I took it really seriously. I felt it, that was like my job. You know, and I was in school with a lot of kids who were a lot younger than me. That was their first college experience. So they were, you know, kind of messing around being like your typical college kid while I was like looking at this like a job. So flash forward many years later, I've been a designer. Um, I kind of leave that industry for a while because I didn't really like the fashion industry in New York. I felt like it was too, it was too materialistic for my just for, for who I was as a person. So I left that and I know that my dad was disappointed. And honestly, through my whole ad adult life, while he was alive, he would always kind of give me little, not little digs in a mean way, but kind of like, Steph, why aren't you doing your fashion design? Because I had morphed um, into being an interior designer from studying fashion in New York. And so now I came back to the suburbs, you know, I'm in my 30s. I'm a young mom. And I start to um, design interiors because when I came back to the Berks County from New York City, I was getting into being a mom. And I really couldn't run any kind of clothing design business going back and forth to Manhattan, you know, being a new mom. It just didn't work. So I kind of gave that up and got into life here in Berks County. I designed my house. People started to see that. And people started to ask me to design their houses. So I thought, oh, this is creative. This is design. And I was happy with that for a long time. But somewhere along the way, I started to kind of like lose interest in doing that just for other people. And um, at the same time, 
my father started getting sick. And, you know, I think it was just that I was in this crossroads, but I didn't really realize it at the time. You know how you go through things in life as you as you grow and evolve as a person? And something that seemed great for a while just doesn't seem to fit anymore. So that's kind of where I was. And, you know, then with my dad being sick, I kind of started going and he was in hospitals year after year. And I would go and sit with him. I would spend as much time as I could with him. And after three years of my father being sick and, you know, dealing with one complication after the next, he passes away of, in April of 2014. And it was just such a weird time in my life. My father's gone. My father was um, such a huge presence. You know, he was charming. He was considerate. He was, um, he was super confident. He was like the biggest cheerleader any of us could ever have. And he always believed in us, his children, more than I think any of us ever believed in ourselves. And so now this man was gone. And throughout this whole experience, I was like in my late, I was in my mid 40s when it kind of started. And by the time I was, I was 49 when my father passed away. And so it was a really, it was a, an important phase of my life. And um, probably like, you know, early menopause was happening and all these changes are happening within me. And really trying to figure out, I wasn't outwardly trying to figure out where I was going next, but inwardly it was happening without me even really realizing it. And so one of the things that my dad did all day long was after he spoke with anyone, instead of saying goodbye or see you later, which most people do, my dad would look you in the eye and he'd say, have some fun today. And, you know, people who had never heard that would catch them off guard. They would giggle. They would laugh. Um, but for me, who had heard that for years and years and years, like half the time I'd be like, dad. But by the end of this whole thing, after three years, you know, when my dad would still say, have some fun today, as I left a hospital room, I think that's when subconsciously it started to really impact me. So he passes away and over a thousand people came to my dad's funeral in a small town. That's a lot of people showing up for you. I think, um, you know, seeing how people reacted after, you know, at the funeral and the weeks that, you know, are, are after someone passes, you know what that's like. It's like, obviously, you know, in the beginning, it's like, oh, you're hearing from all these people and there's a lot of love outpouring. But then it's it's crickets, you know, and you are left with the silence that takes up that space. And then it's up to you to figure out how to move through that. So for me, having been divorced, having experienced things in a small town uh, as a single working mom, now I've lost my father. You know, I'm, I have cultivated an ability to work through this stuff through spirituality, gratitude practice, a lot of intense inner work. So one of the things that I would do is I would have my morning ritual. I just sold my house, but I had this lovely spot in my living room that was right under a window and the sunlight would pour in that spot. 
And that's where I had my cup of coffee in the morning. And I would do my gratitude practice or whatever um, I was utilizing at the time to, you know, be in my power. And one of these mornings, I had a vision of a painting. And it was a plain white background. And it simply was painted in the middle of the piece, have some fun today. And that was a light bulb moment for me. And it was exciting. You know, I see this. And, and that's how I work as a designer. I would see what I'm going to do. I would let it ruminate in my head for a little bit. And then I would see it. And then I knew what I was going to do. So that morning, I see this painting. And then right after the painting was in my eyes, I saw the t-shirt. And I saw this pillow. And I saw the tote bag. And I saw, I saw the whole micro collection of what I actually ended up doing then three or four months later. So I'm excited. I call my mother, who I've always been extremely close to. And she's, this is not foreign to her that I would call her and tell her I'm going to do something and then actually do it. That's kind of how I operate. And so I called her and I explained to her what I was going to do. And I said, I'm starting a brand. And honestly, I don't think she realized really where it was going to go. And I don't think I did either. I thought I was seeing like an Etsy shop, to be honest. And it was never an Etsy shop. I think I had an Etsy shop for like two months. And then I was like, this isn't working for me. But I immediately went to Manhattan, you know, kind of went back to my roots, found, you know, different people. Because what I didn't realize was that picking all of these different things to do was going to entail me finding a lots of different manufacturers. So it's a very different thing than if you just want to make t-shirts, you got one manufacturer. But if you want to make a lifestyle brand, you're dealing with a lot more stuff happening. So that's really what it came out of. It came out of like these thoughts about my dad and what he was really trying to say. I never really understood it before. I just thought it was another silly thing my dad was coaching me on about. I mean, my father was a coach. My father was a teacher. My father was a psychology major, but he was also a very successful businessman. And I think sometimes we don't realize how awesome our parents really are as people. You know, I feel like, sorry, I feel like years later, I am still uncovering who my dad was. Yeah. And I am continuously finding more ways that I am like him. You know, I am obsessed with psychology. The older I get, I can't read enough about it. I find it so fascinating. And my poor children, I uh, inundate them with psychology. (laughs) Listen, you don't have to tell me. I mean, I'm I'm right there with you as a mindset coach. And my poor children are always rolling their (laughs) eyes. And but 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 I think that speaks to your point about because for any of us, I mean, as we spoke prior to the podcast recording, I lost my mom when I was younger and and my father uh, a couple of years ago. And so for anyone who has lost a parent, I do think that it's not until we get older or old enough or maybe even take the time to reflect once they're gone to really fully understand their impact on us and also just the kind of person that they are and that they are throughout their life, their life and, and how that 
dramatically affects who we are and and the choices that we make in our own life. And like to your point, it was it's really about you know even the choice to go to Penn State and think about studying law. Like that was probably choices that you made thinking that that was what your parents wanted or or, or that sort of thing. But ultimately, you know, when you reflect on it, he really just wanted you to be happy. He wanted to see you follow your passion. He wanted to see you, you know, show, bring your talents to the world. So that was one of the things I was thinking about even prior to you bringing it up at the end of the conver- your conversation, just it really is interesting, the grief process, right? And and how you're so busy with with arrangements and things once they pass away. And then it's in that quiet in the couple of weeks after that you really start to grieve and in all of the moments after forever and ever and ever, it like never stops. Right. The other thing I wanted to talk about that you were mentioning is just how you started to really your life unfolded and your practice of gratitude and finding the quiet space, right. Finding a space that makes you feel good owning a place that where you said you could be in your power. And I love that because I think that it's so important for all of us to take that quiet time. And now more than ever, we have to really force it. It has to be forced quiet time because the moment something's not happening in our life, we pick up our phones and we start scrolling and it's what we all do. It's by habit, right? It's literally by habit now. I do it. My kids do it. My husband does it. So like everyone at the grocery store does it. I mean, you're like in line and everyone's on their phone. But if you can force that quiet time, that's when the downloads come, right? That's when spirit, that's when energy, that's when the universe speaks to us. But we can't, and that's when where all of the creativity and, and the things that we're supposed to hear come. But if we don't take that quiet time and allow ourselves to be in that power, I think we miss out on it. Yeah. I mean, I think that you have to, you like, here's the deal. I have done a lot of work, a lot of inner work for a long time. I am aware, as yes. you are, yes. of, of these, I wouldn't want to call them rules, but they are ways that we know work to help us connect. Yes. It's not always possible. I get it. You know, like for the past couple of years prior to just about a month ago, I had ramped up how hard I was working. I had an opportunity to be, an opportunity to be on QVC that happened in 2020. Unfortunately, the day, literally the day before I was supposed to be on, that's when they went off the air, which was fine. You know, we yeah. persevere through, you know, letdowns, but I felt like the timing was crucial. It was a time where I had to capitalize on what was happening for my brand. So I dug deep and I worked harder. Yeah. And, you know, I, I wouldn't see friends. I didn't go out anymore. I didn't even like a Friday night to me just didn't exist anymore. It yeah. was like me and my brand and all the things that I had to keep doing and my health. You know, yeah. I was really good about that. And so there are times when you just can't, you, you make a decision that, okay, right now, this is going to outweigh this, but I'm aware that I need to not live in that space. So it's funny because just up until a couple months ago, 
I was that busy and I was really getting stuck on some things. Like I knew certain things I want to do with the brand, but I didn't have enough freedom to just be, to just get that downtime. And it's funny, but like a couple of weeks ago, I just moved and I literally am so um, uprooted right now that I can't get to certain things that I used to do. So it has forced this a little bit of downtime on me. And the good thing is I spent all last weekend designing like five new, very technical bags. But I was like, whoa, that was, where did that come from? You know, it came from having a little space and a little downtime. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. You know, so it's been, gosh, I guess almost eight years now since you've started Have Some Fun Today. Mm -hmm. And you know, as we, anyone who has ever started a business or is a business owner knows there's, it's a roller coaster, right? Ups and downs and ins and outs and everything. What is one of the biggest obstacles that you have felt that you faced, like since you've started your business and how, how are you able to overcome it? Uh, well, there's a lot of them to be honest, but um, I'll throw out one that comes to mind. Um, when I went to Parsons, we didn't have laptops. We didn't have phones. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. and it doesn't seem that long ago. It was 1990 <laughs> when I graduated. That seems like not that long ago. Right. But the fact of the matter is those things did not exist. So everything I learned how to do things was on paper. Right. With a pen. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Or, right. Or, or designing on a mannequin, you know? Um, so When I decided to get back into fashion, I was coming at it in almost an archaic way. Yeah. Plus living in a small town in Pennsylvania, you know, people never even heard of wine missing in New York City. (laughs) Exactly. So it's just some of the methods, like, and I still do things the way I do things today. And it's funny now, it's, it's funny because some of the manufacturers that I'm working with you know, I will do a hand sketch and that's how I communicate to them. And the funny thing is just recently, um, we are, we are working with a manufacturer in Los Angeles. We're going to do some made in the USA garments. I'm so excited. That's awesome. So I love that. that, you know, um, but he was commenting on my sketches and he was like appreciating a hand drawn sketch. And I was like, yeah. He was like, I can't tell you, this is awesome. I'm like, really? Because I always feel like <laughs> embarrassed that I'm giving you like a hand-drawn sketch because I just feel like that's not the way it's done anymore. And I feel, I feel old. I feel outdated, right. you know, in, in terms of like how I do something. But, you know, sometimes you just got to own it. And I've realized that I don't need to follow someone else's rules. Yeah. I just don't. And yeah. so I'm not. And I'm going to give you a hand-drawn sketch because that's, I actually know how to do that. And that's what you're going to get. And no, I don't need to make a collection every time a three months roll by. Yeah, right. Exactly. I do things because that's what they are and that's what they're going to be. And I don't need to keep churning out stuff to feel relevant. So I've learned to kind of, face the challenges of what the norms are in fashion in that industry and, and feel the pain of it. And then say, you know what, this isn't for me. And I think that's also the beauty of being older and coming back into this 
not because I'm coming at at it that I want to make purses. I'm coming at it because I want to make something that's going to spread a really great message on something that looks really nice and functions well and is well made. And it just seems like a better reason to do something. Absolutely. And and I absolutely love that because I think what you're saying can be translated throughout any type of industry, you know, whatever vertical you're in, it's really about, you know, there's so many ways to do things, right? But there are the norms like, oh, you have to do X, Y, Z first. You have to do ABC after, like whatever it is. And a lot of people think like, well, if I can't do it that way, then I'm just not going to do it. And instead, it's about really rethinking the norm, right? And thinking about what is it that works for you and just doing it, just starting, just starting down that path and realizing that you can do whatever you want because it's your business, right? It's, It's your business. And as long as it's working for you, it'll eventually work. It's just, it has to work for you. Trying to fit into someone else's schedule or someone else's lineup of putting out, you know, clothes every season or whatever it may be, may not work for you. And then that may not, your business may not be sustainable if it's not working for you, right? So yeah. it's just kind of get it, getting out of that headspace and realizing, wait, I got this. I can do whatever it is I want. Yeah, it's it's actually really empowering and fun. And you know, it's just made me kind of dig my heels in more and just love the individuality and love the uniqueness of, of everybody. Um, you know, I just think that, you know, people think you have to dress a certain way to be cool and you don't, you know what I mean? Like you can, it's just gotta look good on you. That's it. Right. You gotta feel good. You gotta look good. Yeah. You gotta feel comfortable. You gotta feel comfortable. And um, so I've, I've learned a lot of things like that through doing this business. And it's just reinforced stuff I already felt inside, but never had a chance to really, really live it in the yeah. same way. I love it. And I love that you're able to live it now that you're, you're following your passion. So tell me, what do, you, what do you think is the power behind this message, right? Your father said it all the time after leaving someone or finishing a, up a conversation. and. I just, I love that you said you were sort of like almost annoyed by it when you're little and like, oh, dad, what are you saying? And now you've come to appreciate this, this phrase so much that you've created a lifestyle brand. Um, So obviously it means so much to you. How do you think it has, that power of that message has impacted the people that are buying your brand and wearing those clothes and and carrying those totes? Well, you know, um, you know, honestly, I, I talk to people all the time. And I I randomly, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but my cell phone number is the customer service number. So people, when they do reach out to me, they don't know they're talking to the founder of the brand. They just think that they're talking to the customer service person. And just the other day, I answered the phone and this woman, she's like, is this have some fun today? And I was like, yes. And um, she just got into her story. She was like, you know, telling me about how um, she bought something and she used a firm where that, that thing where you can spread out your payments. And she told me, you know, it declined her card and, and that she lost her card, this whole crazy story, but it's not crazy. It happens to all of us. Right. Right. So, so she's telling me the story. And then and in the middle of the story about the credit card, she's like, but I have to tell you, um, I get so many compliments whenever I wear your brand. And she doesn't know it's me. She's like, you know, the brand. Yeah. And going on and on, she's like, you know, 
I went out to lunch and all these people are like, I love your shirt. I love your shirt. And, and I'm listening to this and I'm like, just like, it's so adorable to me. Yeah. And I say to her, I said, I said, I'm just going to stop you here for a second. I don't know if you know it, but I'm Stephanie and I'm the founder of the brand. She's like, oh my God, are you serious? And I'm like, and I said, I don't know. I said, I love hearing this and I really appreciate it. But um, do you know, like the story behind the brand? She's like, no. So she didn't even know the story, but she like saw it and wanted Aww, it. You know right. I mean? it's, of course. So, so she's like, so I, I told her the story and she's like, oh my God, that makes me love it even more. And the bottom line is she's like, your stuff makes people feel happy. That's yeah. what this woman said to me. Right. And our, our mission, because I, you know, I've kind of gone over that. You know, when you start a company, you have to have your mission statement and, yes. and all this stuff. All you know, part of the all business all plan, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. So our mission is to make people smile. So you're walking down the street or wherever and you have a shirt on, you know, that says have some fun today. People are looking at you as they pass you by. And so basically you are basically without even realizing it, wishing everybody you pass to have some fun today. Yeah. So guess what? People are looking at you. They're smiling at you. Yeah. You're smiling at them because all these people are smiling at you. It makes people smile. And it's contagious. That is powerful. Yes, it is. That's what the brand's about before anything else. I love it. I love it. It's it's so simple. It is so simple and so powerful. And there is brilliance and simplicity. Absolutely. I love it. So for those of um, that are listening that don't know your brand, tell us, you know, I know it's some clothes. I've I've seen the workout gear, totes. Tell us what does the brand encompass? Like if they go on your website, what are they going to find? Well, if they go on the website, they'll find t-shirts. First of all, they'll find sweatshirts, hoodies, baseball hats, lots of handbags. I love handbags. And I have come to really have a thing for designing the handbags. It's probably our biggest category right now. Awesome. Um, Love that. Yeah. And you know, like, here's the thing about the handbags. Like at first we were doing the totes and the Lux tote is like our bestseller. You know, we've been doing that year after year. We've improved it over time. Like through the pandemic, we decided our stuff should be sustainable. You know, that was one of the things that really hit me during the pandemic. Like, okay, like, Let's think about not only, you know, yeah, we're doing a good thing by spreading all this goodwill, but let's look at our stuff and how we're making it. Yeah. And so we switched over to recycled canvas and natural materials. And anywhere we could use organic, we do that as well. So that's another component of the new products that we're making. It's really hard to switch over to be sustainable overnight. Yeah. It's a costly endeavor. And we're obviously a very small company. But anyway, back to the handbags, you know, a woman, we like handbags. I love designer handbags. And as I was doing this, I was like, you know, I want a real designer handbag. And how cool would it be that instead of it being some fancy brand that charges thousands and thousands, why don't I not do that, but still make it have everything that they have. And we're going to put on there have some fun. We're going to share a positive message that is inclusive, not exclusive. And so that is what we're doing with our designer handbags. So that's what you'll find. And coming soon, (laughs) 
Oh, uh, good. I love it. Yeah. I love a good coming soon. What's next? What, what is like in the works for us now, as people who are in supply chain industries know, things are taking forever, but yeah. we do have some great things coming. Unfortunately, they're not going to come here until July. I realize that every time there is a delay, not to panic, I do believe that delays can sometimes be beneficial. So sure. I'm going to just ride it out. But we yeah. have, um, I'm an artist. And so one of the other things that came out of the pandemic was me freely doing my art and expressing have some fun today in my abstract art style. So that is um, going to be printed on a limited edition t-shirts, hoodies, and a crew neck sweatshirt. And that's going to be made in the US, which I'm really excited about. And we are going to be selling them only exclusively through our website. So that'll be really cool. Awesome. And then we've designed a print and um, we're doing bright colors because for the first like eight years, we were pretty much black and white. And then, you know, over the past couple of years, I had a lot of customers and different people saying, I want to see color, colors. So I thought, you know what, with this whole art thing, so we are doing vivid color. So the prints are going to be in color. The the art sweatshirts are going to be color. And uh, so we're going into a whole new phase of color. And I'm just really excited about that and where that's going to go. That is awesome. I love color. I love wearing color. I think it's that's such a great idea and so fun because yeah. why? I mean, it goes right along with the brand. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us today. I loved hearing this story and for you sharing so vulnerably about um, how Have Some Fun Today came about. I think it's so powerful and I love the message and I would encourage all my listeners to check out Stephanie's lifestyle brand, Have Some Fun Today on their website. Check it out, get yourself a t-shirt, sweatshirt, a purse, whatever it may be, because I can tell you when you're wearing something that tells you to have fun today, it is an amazing reminder that you should be present. We all get this one life and whatever is happening in your life at that moment, you know what? Put it in perspective and just let's try to have some fun, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So so thank you so much, Stephanie. You can find her on Instagram at HSFT underscore. But if you type in the tagline, it'll, you'll find us. It'll come in. Have some fun today. Check out our website. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us. And guys, we will be back next week with an amazing warrior story for you. Until then, have a great week and have some fun today. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much. Talk to you next week. Thank you.